Welcome to the Smart Driving Cars podcast. We appreciate you taking the time with us. This edition is sponsored by the Smart ETFs, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF, symbol MOTO. For more information, head to MOTOETF.com. Technical support is provided by CARTS, the Corporation for Automated Road Transportation Safety, a 501c3 corporation. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with the Faculty Chair of Autonomous Vehicle Engineering at Princeton University, Alan Kornhauser. Good morning, Alan. Hey, good morning, Fred. I'm actually in my office. Can you believe it? I mean, you know, never mind. Well, terrific. And with us from Sweden, and we'll say good afternoon, is our friend, well-known transportation consultant and publisher of The Dispatcher, Michael Senna. Hi, Michael. Hello, Fred. Hello, Alan. Great to be with you again. In the February edition of The Dispatcher, the lead article is headlined, USFTC wants to level the tech playing field. This is a tale of politics, uh, a new young head of the Federal Trade Commission, and a warning about what may be at stake. Michael? You know that I like context. So this, this, is, a, this is a long article, which is principally about the difficulty that dem- democracies have with businesses. It, if we look at business management and business governance in the United States during its entire history, we have essentially two parts in a, in a story. We don't know if this is going to be a third part that's evolving right now or, or developing, or if it's going to be a continuation of the second. The first part, which continued up to about 1910, 1911, when um, the major antitrust against uh, Standard Oil went through and Standard Oil was broken up and continued up until the time of the Reagan administration when companies were looked upon as potential enemies of the people and that they needed to be, according to the, to the rule of, of law at that point, they needed to be restricted in what they could do, uh, anti-collusion, anti-antitrust, in a sense, kept small because they had gotten so big. And beginning in the, around the time of of the the first uh, Reagan presidency and continuing through the eighties, that changed. And it changed primarily because of Robert Bork who was submitted by by President Reagan to be a Supreme Court judge and was rejected, not because he was against um, the the current way of thinking about business, but about the way he he was thinking about racial issues. But that's another story. It changed from being focused on businesses competing with each other to citizen welfare. And what Bork said, and what became the the practice from that point, late 80s, was that if the consumer is helped, if the consumer is getting better service, better prices, better products, then it really doesn't matter what the businesses are doing, as long as they're not breaking, breaking the law. And the law, as far as competition is concerned, was being reinterpreted from People have to, companies have to be able to compete, big companies, small companies, everybody has to compete on the same basis to a big company can be as big as it wants to be, as long as it's not colluding, as long as it's not taking over markets that it doesn't belong in or it doesn't, it doesn't have business in. But vertical integration, vertical, vertical cooperation, which helps to lower prices and provide better products, is totally okay. In the, in the previous period, which really started with Louis Brandeis, who interpreted the law and helped to implement the antitrust, which continued through his, his time as a, a, on the Supreme Court up until in the 30s, the interpretation was you, can, you have to be able to 
compete, even if you're a small fry, you have to be able to compete with the big fries. And they can't, the big fries can't eat up the small fries. They have to be allowed to continue to do whatever it is they're doing. So what's happened now in the last, oh, the last year since, the, the, since President Biden came in, he has allowed principally through his, let's say he's, he's got some debts to pay to some people, including Elizabeth Warren. And Elizabeth Warren came in with the concept that we're going to control the banks, we're going to control the business, we're going to break them up, and we're going to do everything we can to make the big guy small so that everybody can compete and everybody has a fair chance. And that's where we are right now. Um, President Biden nominated and, and had uh, approved a 32-year-old woman without person, let's, let's just leave it at that, without any experience in management, any experience in, in, in business, except for her positions taken in law school and in afterwards of being a trust buster, someone who is going to go in there and break up all of these large companies and make sure that, that they, they aren't competing on unfair terms. What I tried to do in this, in this piece was not to say this is good, this is bad, except in the last sentence, you, I, I had to give you my, my feeling about what I think about all this, but through the article to try to say, this is, this is how it's developed. This is where it all came from. This is where it's going. These are the people, these are the reasons. And now we are where we are. Um, and we're not in the same situation as, as the EU. I didn't, I didn't bring in the EU too much into this because it's, it's a very different situation there and they're working in, in very different terms, but they're trying to do exactly the same thing. Punish, take as much money out of, out of, out of Alphabet and Amazon and everybody else and spread it around so that, that all of the other companies can compete. Um, we're going to see, I mean, there's, there's an election coming up midterm you know, is the, are, the are the Democrats going to continue to control both the House and the Senate? I don't think so, um, for lots of reasons. Um, I'd, like, I'd like those reasons not to have come to, to, to the fore. I've made my position very clear in many ways and at many times and, you know, where my sympathies lie. But I think that, that there's so many things that have occurred during these last, these last 12 months that uh, are going to make it difficult. And this is one of them. Um, the stakes are very high. And this is one thing that I think that Elizabeth Warren and the, the people around her have not really considered. If you look at what, and I, and I started out by saying dem, dem, democracies have a hard time with businesses, a hard time with controlling them, a hard time with living with them. Countries like China don't have a problem with businesses. They tell the businesses what they do they should do. And if they don't do it, they find ways of either eliminating them or making them do what they're supposed to do, according to them. But in democracies, it doesn't work that way. People, people have the rights to do certain things and they have rights to, to develop businesses. And if those businesses succeed, they get bigger, they have more profit. And with companies like Alphabet and, 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 Microsoft and Amazon and Apple <clears throat> are doing is that they're investing lots and lots of money. I think next, next month I'm going to talk about exactly how much that is, but it's a lot of money. They're investing huge sums of money in order to be able to compete with each other, not to be able to limit, eliminate all, but to compete with each other. And more importantly, to be able to compete with the companies in China, principally, there really isn't anybody that's in a position to have companies like that, but primarily in China, for putting up space capsules, for, putting, for, for doing research in, the, in, in artificial intelligence. China has, is publishing more papers in artificial intelligence than the United States. Now, the fact is that, that most of the people in artificial intelligence who are, who are doing any, any research of, of note in China are actually working in the United States because the United States is leading in lots of fields, 
but the possibilities that that this is going to lead to more developments in china we have a the united states has and the people know this they're not competing anymore with you know getting more land or or getting more money they're competing with with something that's even much more serious the united states is in a, in a it's 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 in a fight with china whether people want to agree with that or whether they want to believe it or not it's it, the fight is with china russia's a sideshow uh, the EU is is not competing with with the United States. It's a, it's an ally, but the, the 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 end game here is between the United States and China. And if you start going after the companies that are that are doing the research, that are putting all of the money and the efforts into building the systems that are that are are going to be needed in order to be able to complete to compete effectively, you got a problem. And the Republicans haven't pushed that button heavily yet, but they're going to start pushing it very soon up to this next election and then two years hence in the in the, the following election. So I, I think that you know how does this all relate to to you know what the what the dispatcher is about it relates very heavily to what the what the dispatcher is about because a lot of the investment that's going in to to AI and, and I mean the statistics of I've I've got these right here, but the that's it's like a 25 25 25 25 you know it's it's in cities it's in but you know have a quarter of it at least is in transportation it's in developing transport systems that can do lots of things that they transport systems cannot do today but we're, we're all trying to do today so that's what the that's what the first article in the in the february issue of the dispatcher is about well, um, uh, Michael, I, I certainly appreciate what you put in there. I think, it, as you said, it puts it all in a context and sort of suggests that, um, that we're maybe in a different situation today than we have been in the past, which, of course, we'd always like to think we're in a different situation today than we've been in the past. Um, a couple of interesting or questions that I have or things that, you know, um, what if we were in, in 1908 right now with Henry Ford, with what we have, what the heck would have happened to Henry uh, and that whole vertical integration? I mean, that was all part of that to prevent. Uh, would we have a better car out here today? Would we be better or would we be worse? Maybe a, a potential question to ask. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, I, I one of the I don't know. I, I'm not a big reader, as you know. You're a much better reader than I am. One of the things that sort of happened in, in my sort of going through part of this recent time is there there was an antitrust um, action taken against IBM at one point uh, to uh, limit its um, influence in universities. Because if you go back to when I first came to Princeton or when you were here, I mean, we had, we had IBM uh, 360 here, the mainframe was king, whatever. And of course, IBM was the, really desiring to have me and a bunch of other people, you know, teach stuff that would, of course, utilize uh, all the IBM capabilities. Sure. And there was a little thing that happened that said, hey, you know, IBM, uh, back off giving stuff to Kornhauser or Princeton or stuff like that, because of course that's anti, that might be antitrust, you know, let people like Apple and Steve Jobs in here and put their nose in the tent to have some competition. And of course, the rest is somewhat history on that one. I mean, he would have never gotten that. And then there was the whole thing with Microsoft at some point saying, hey, you know, you better let them, somebody else have access to office. Otherwise, you know, uh, you know, and I think, I'm, you know, I think it's correct that Microsoft actually then said, OK, here, Apple, here it is. It runs on your system. And at that point, what was Apple selling for like? two cents or something like that. Uh, I, I think Microsoft actually bailed Apple out when they were, uh, I, I, you, know. I, you know, I mean, you know, Michael's a better, you know, I'm just, just, this is just my recollection of sort of what I Absolutely. went through, which I think were monumental events uh, in, in which I consider monumental events in the, in these things. And you asked the real question, which is, you know, 
what should government be about? What should democracy, what should, what should even a, a, a benevolent dictatorship be about is the, the welfare of the people. I mean, I mean that's really what, what it sh I guess it should be about. Maybe that's overly simplistic. And, and you know, and, and they, they led to this situation. And then the other thing that I'd like to throw in there is, is the, the difference that we have maybe today, maybe, is is almost anybody has an uh, may have access to a megaphone here to let people know about what they have simply because of the internet inner tubes whatever we want to call them you know um you know it, it it doesn't do a good job discriminating and so on and we get a lot of crap out there as we well know uh, da, 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 but 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 in a sense uh, you know even the little guy may have an opportunity out there to be heard, much more of an opportunity to be heard than, let's say, you know, Marx and Lenin and, you know, 1910 or whatever that they had, simply because this thing exists out here that does allow some stuff out there. So I don't know, comments on all those, Michael, I, they're all things that run through my mind as I've, you know, read what you've written here and, and so on. Well, when when I when I read that the people who are working with with the FTC um, who have been hired by the by President Biden in his administration, Department of Justice, uh, various various positions, and they they say we want to we want to go back to when competition was the important factor. This whole business, and they, they just completely, they completely ignore the concept of, of consumer welfare because they feel that at any point in time that the companies who are now offering things for free can turn around and say, well, we're not going to, we're going to now charge you and you can't get what we, we have for you unless you pay us a fee. Now, you know, I've said this many times, I do not use Amazon, Facebook, Meta, Google, anything that Google has, I don't, I don't have that on my, 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 my PC. So I, yes, I do use Microsoft. Yes, I do have an iPhone and an, I, an iPad. Um, but I don't use the, the, the features that allow them, Google, Alphabet, to make, or Facebook, to make tons of money through the advertising concept. If I buy, buy a book, I use a local website. If I, if I don't buy the book like I did last week and I went into Stockholm specifically to buy a book at a bookstore, I did that and I do that. Um, I don't have to use these services. So there's a, there's a very big difference between where these people were in in 1910, 1911, you know, when you when they when the coal barons, the, the barons, the coal barons, and the and the steel barons and the oil barons, they were collecting a resource that, if they didn't share it and if they owned it all, it was really a monopoly because you couldn't get something else. But when we're looking at today, data is it's not a resources resource that if you eat it, you know, it's gone. Or if you, you know, if you cut it up and divide it up into to different, different people and they consume it, it's gone. It's still there. You can continue to use it as much as you want to use it. I mean, they're, they're, they're talking about a, a concept of competition, which is, it, it doesn't exist today as it did in 1890 or 1910 or even 1930. We're not talking about a, a scarce resource or a resource that can be, can be garnered, land, even money. I mean, the, the fact that, that these companies take Apple, for example, Apple's, it, it's, it's, it's uh, valuation, two trillion, but that money is, it's paper money. I mean, the last couple of days, last couple of weeks, it was 
it was in another direction, right? <laughs> that money go that money doesn't doesn't just stay there. But they're investing huge amounts of these monies, this money, to be able to develop new products because they know. I mean, Apple, for example, knows they could disappear tomorrow. Right. And if you look at IBM, the, IBM is a very, very good example. Where is IBM today? Does anybody talk about IBM? They're in the we toilet. About, they're in the toilet. <laughs> we talk about the mamas. The yeah. mamas, you know, Meta, Apple, Amazon, um, who's yeah. the other one? Um, Microsoft and, and um, oh, the third. The, alphabet. The, the third, yeah. alphabet. 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 Yeah. I keep forgetting that. Yeah. It's not Mamai. <laughs> you know, IBM yeah. is gone. I mean, who cares about IBM? It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and there, there has been that and everybody knows that. I guess everybody knows in those organizations, if they don't continue to basically invest and, and invent and bring new, guess what? A Google is going to come out of, the, out of the woodwork and have it for lunch. Exactly. Okay? And, and if you look at the amount of money that they invest Washington can't compete. No, they can't no. compete. There's been, you know, as we like to say, just in this uh, automation applied to mobility, there's been what 200 billion invested by the private sector. You know, what's NSF's budget for everything? Are you joking? Here's, here's, here's a statistic. Maybe the, maybe the military can do it, but holy mackerel, they, can, no, they, they don't can't. lead in any. They, they can't. They can't lead in anything. Here's, here's a statistic. In 2021, the big five spent $149 billion equivalent to roughly a quarter of that total. The, the, the total of the investment in 2020, America's public and private spending on R&D added up to $713 billion. The, the big five on their own, just those yeah. five, spend $149 billion. That is significantly higher than the largest single government R&D budget, that of the Pentagon. Those yeah. five companies have spent more than the Pentagon. Yeah, I mean, they're that, making... Right, and the Pentagon has a big responsibility to fundamentally keep us safe, you know, and, 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 and that's the biggest budget in, in, in the universe and the whatever in the, you know... In the Big yeah. Bang, you know exactly. It's, well, it's and talking about the Big Bang, Alan, I think that yeah. the uh, the case of Bell Labs comes to mind here, and and what happened when AT and T, the Bell system, was, was broken up. Uh, there were claims that at first, I think, that Bell Labs would continue on with the the pure research that it was doing, but uh, you don't hear much about Bell Labs anymore. Uh, true. The silence is silence is deafening. It's gone yeah. elsewhere. And, and, you know, and you could argue that these things they're doing these things just to improve themselves in some sense. But guess what? What all that stuff involves also the development of people. And as we've seen in all these industries, they don't have they, they don't have a lock on the people. And all of a sudden no. you see somebody leave. I mean, how many people have left supposedly Apple's uh, automated car group? I mean, the, the, the doors, I mean, there's flow, flow of people out of that thing continuously yes. that, that take that. And, and sure, you know, you have non-competes and so on and so forth. But, you know, what ends up in those people's brains and their ingenuity? I mean, it's the ingenuity of people that 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 creates this stuff it does there's there's not an ai autonomous whatever that creates this stuff it's not you know yeah. it's the people and and that investment in that people and and what's been done and, and as you mentioned you know we really need to do that investment here otherwise the investment's going to be elsewhere and then we're in a heap of trouble and this the thing that that if you look at the people who were involved in these activities, Elizabeth Warren, she she, she moved to she moved to to Massachusetts. Lives in the town that I lived in. Um, has been a a professor at Harvard and then ran for Senate, ran for the Senate and, and has been a senator since two thousand thirteen. Um, Lena Khan, she's thirty two. I mean she. She doesn't, she's never worked in one of these companies. She doesn't, and, and Bernie, Bernie Sanders talks about, you know, I'm going to help the people. You got to, you know, 
get all that money you can out of out of Elon Musk, and you know, they've got to pay taxes, et cetera, et cetera. But when it comes down to it, the, what people want is a job so that they can pay the bills. It's, it, they're not talking about jobs to help them pay the bills. Little companies, yes, they're, they're important for having a, a baseline, but little companies are developed, in, in, again, in democracies so that they can either get big or be bought. I mean, if, if you're a little craftsman, yes, you want to stay in business and continue doing what you're doing, making fishing reels or whatever it is. But if you're a company like the companies that are, that are developing now, you want to get big or be bought. And, and that's, the, that's, that's the role you're playing. And if you're bought, your people come in and the, the, the other guy that bought you gets bigger or, I mean, it, this, this is how it works. And it doesn't seem like this point gets through to people who say, we've got to take these big companies to tasks. We've got to break them up so that the other companies can compete. It doesn't work that way. And, and well, I, I guess what you're telling, Europe. Michael, is a, is a cautionary tale here, a note that uh, take a hard look at, at what you're doing. And you have a cautionary note to President Biden at the end yeah. of this piece. Yes, I do. Well, also in the February edition of The Dispatcher, regulatory oversight of driverless cars receiving a second look in California. That's something we've talked about, Alan, too. So, Michael, tell us uh, what you're writing here. Well, this is it's it's written as a as a, a letter to uh, California Governor Newsom. Um, there are laws on the books in all, every state in the in the United States that are based on the um, Geneva Convention and 1940 49 Geneva Convention and and also laws that have been developed or. or standards that have been developed in the United States. The United States is not a party or a signature to the Vienna Convention, 1968. Uh, Europe is and lots of other uh, countries, but the United States and China are not signatories to that convention. And that convention is much more specific when it comes to having control by a human with of, of their vehicle. But even in the Geneva Convention, it's mentioned and it's very clear and it's specific that if you are selling a car, that car has to be controlled by a driver and that driver is someone who is human. It's not, it's, it's, it's not some technique that you can use. Now, there have been, there's been a, a, a very nice paper uh, written by a, um, a lawyer in, at the University of South Carolina, um, Walker Smith. Yeah. Walker Smith. Sorry, I was yeah, on mute. Yeah. Um, that says that that um, automated automated driving is probably not illegal according to the according to the laws. That's that's the title of the paper. It's probably not illegal. Um, but in this article that I've that I've written. Uh, what I say is that to the governor, you have made life difficult for yourself because you've made the mistake, and I refer to you, Alan, in the article, you've made the mistake of using the wrong term to define something that confuses not only your own people at your, your Department of Motor Vehicles, but the people who are, are you're intending to regulate. So what California did, similar to what they've done in Florida and, and, um, and in Arizona, they passed a law that said, you have to have a, a license from us, from our Department of Motor Vehicles to test autonomous cars, test autonomous cars to deploy autonomous cars and to sell autonomous cars, to, to put those, those cars on the, on the road. The implication being, and, and the, this, the article that was written by a, a newspaper article written by Russ Mitchell saying that, that we're gonna, California now is gonna look at Tesla specifically because they don't think they're, they're living up to the, the requirements. Tesla actually does have a license to test quote, autonomous cars in California. 
which means that they have to abide by all of the rules for testing. But the fact is that, according to me, Tesla has deployed and is selling, quote, autonomous cars. Tesla also said, how they can do this, I don't know, because they have a license for testing autonomous cars. They say, this law doesn't apply to us because our cars aren't autonomous. And when they say our cars aren't autonomous, they mean driverless. When California says autonomous, they mean self-driving. They mean that there's a person in the car who can take over control of that vehicle because they know that a car in totally driverless mode is not legal. There's no, there's no way that a, a, a car can be put on the road unless there's a, an exemption like there is in Arizona and, and like what they've done in California for quote testing. And it has to be done in a specific way, a specific location, ODD. And Tesla isn't, isn't living up to any of these requirements. They're not living up to any of the testing requirements because they say it doesn't apply to us. But they have they have a license to be to shoot they should be testing, so it's it's a it's a very confusing situation, and it makes it more confusing when people are using a term that one they use a term like autonomous meaning one thing, and another person uses it in a completely different way, instead of saying the car drives itself without anybody in the car able to take control of that car or one step more, there's nobody over there in some center that is looking at this car all of the time and is able to take control of that car if something happens. Now, that's what this article that, that's written by, by, um, by the lawyer, Smith, uh, says, if you interpret the, the, the laws that are on the books right now and say a car, if it's controlled by a human, but it's remotely that seems to be okay. Probably. He uses the term probably. It's probably okay. So the, the, the people are working on this. Oh, he says it's probably okay. Well, it's probably okay. California says, oh, well, yeah, maybe it's probably okay, but we're not really sure. But so we have this little regulation that says you have to, you have to abide by all these rules that we set up. But then Tesla says, well, somebody said it was probably okay. So what, what's the story? What's the problem? Why do, why do you have a problem with me selling these cars? The people can jump in the back seat. The car drives itself. It was probably okay that they do that, right? They, he didn't crash. Well, California is now, this, the state of California is suing somebody who went through a red light, slammed into somebody in the Tesla, slammed into somebody, and the two people in the, in the car died. And the people, the the... the the families of those people are also suing, suing Tesla because Tesla's got bigger, deeper pockets rather than, than going after the, uh, the person who is driving the car. So it's confusing, but it's confusing because people are not thinking about what they should be thinking about. A driverless car, somebody without any control, nobody is having any control except the software and the hardware in the car. There's nobody back there taking care of it. There's nobody sitting in the seat who can take over the controls driverless. That is not legal anywhere in the United States. It's certainly not legal anywhere in Europe because they did sign the Vienna Convention and they're, they're now groups are trying to, to especially the, the UNECE who are responsible for the, the, these conventions. They're trying to make amendments to this that allow in certain locations for driverless cars. Uh, but right now you cannot sell one, but Tesla is. They say, well, when our car isn't driverless. We tell people you have to have your hands on the wheel. You can't, but if you can drive the car, if the car can drive with you sitting in the back seat, or if you falling asleep and continuing on, if you're watching a video, you're not looking at anything, anything. The car is driving itself. That car is driverless. That's my point. Out of all that, the enormous confusion is, of course, with the, the English yes. language here. The confusion yeah. is with the English language. The word autonomous, okay? I mean, I, I claim it's, you know, a Silicon Valley hype of whatever. Autonomous? Are you kidding? Will they ever be able to just 
do this stuff. I mean, they'll never be even as autonomous, I guess, as I put in the in the in the e letter as as a as an amoeba. At least an amoeba knows it has to eat or consume some sort of energy to to live on, and it goes on and does this on its own. But these, I mean, there's no, there's never been any thought of this thing. If you're providing, if these things are things to provide mobility for people or goods, you know, they're, 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 they're going to do it on their own. Are you kidding? Whatever. I mean, it's like silly to even use the word. There's going to be an oversight. There's going to be a management. There's going to be a responsibility. There's going to be a direction. There's going to be an orchestration. There's going to be a revenue capture, a revenue, dis, a, a money disposed of the and, and, and a customer involved in this thing. That's going to say, I approve or don't approve at some point. And it's, it's going to be that you want some autonomous thing that goes out there by itself with AI, artificial intelligence, get out of here. There is none. It's not even close. You know, we, we talked about all this crap right. that we hear about and so on is all Silicon Valley hype. Okay, so let's get down to the reality of these things, you know, and, and I, we've tried to do this with respect to the naming conventions here with this. You know, it's you might it's be okay if it's self driving, if it helps me out. I don't have to have my foot on the gas, I don't have to necessarily have my hand on the wheel. But, but but if the thing is not good enough to to when I say hey you you know go it can do it on its own uh, and that's not autonomous that's me saying I put it into drive okay yeah. that's all it is however you know those out there I guess looking for flips as opposed to looking for creating a, a business and a market have used these terms. And then of course, now they're, they're baked in some sort of regulation. And so if, if you go to, I think if you go to the, to the Tesla manual, it says definitely you must remain, you can't hop in the back. I don't know if they explicitly say you can't hop in the back seat, but they say you, you're, you're the one that's responsible. And I don't know what they're going to do in this California thing, but I would imagine they're going to argue, look, you know, look at your owner's manual. It said you're responsible. You got it. It doesn't whatever. Now, of course, Elon never says it. It never gets tweeted out. It's not in Tesla's advertising. Oh, that's right. They don't advertise. They just tweet. Yes. Okay. Right. I mean, you know, I, if, okay. As opposed to what does the GM um, a thing look like now. Hey, look like I can do the boop, boop, boop as I'm going down the road. I mean, talk about somebody who may be in trouble with what the hell they're doing, you know. And the person, I don't know what they're doing. I guess it's it's a good system. I like it and so on. Whatever it probably works well. But damn it, these folks have gone out there and they they're totally all of them are totally irresponsible and saying, hey, this is yours. It's your insurance. It's your life. It's you. You've got to remain there. And you're about to kill me. Yep. So damn well, it, we, behave. Alan, we talked last week about the what the IHS is, is doing yeah. uh, with and uh, evaluating the, the uh, partial automation systems. Right. And they're saying that uh, their rating systems want to ensure that drivers stay focused on the road and that these systems make that clear. So, Of course. And they're uh, the, the, the highest grade. They're giving now today is good, great. I mean, they're, they're not the great inflation we have here at Princeton and Harvard, of course. You know where you got to have an A triple plus. That you know, last person on the client. Never mind, that's another issue. <laughs> well, we'll be back, but this is a good time to remind you about our sponsor, the Smart ETFs, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF. The symbol is MOTO. To get more info, head to MOTOETF.com. On the website, you can look for the white paper. It's called The Smart Transportation Revolution. It's under the Insights and News tab. Some great information there to help you make informed decisions about investing. ETFs, as you probably know, can be a smart way to spread risk with investments. Maybe focus on a particular category of stocks. The website, again, is MOTOETF.com. We're back with more of Smart Driving Cars and our guest, Michael Senna, publisher of The Dispatcher. Before we move on to some headlines, uh, Michael, uh, you highlight 
in the dispatcher, the coming departure of the CEO of Volvo Cars on, on March 21st. Yeah, Hocan Samuelson. Uh, he, he's done a phenomenal job. I mean, he came in at, at a time the, the company had been bought by, by Geely. <coughs> they hired somebody from, uh, from Volkswagen who thought he was going to run the company in, in his his way, his image, and and uh, he found out fairly quickly that that wasn't what he what he was supposed to be doing. He was supposed to be listening to Lee Shufu, uh, Mr. Mr. Lee, who now calls himself Eric Lee. Um, I don't know if it's any reference to Eric the Red or something something Swedish, but uh, that that's what he calls himself now. Ouch. He, yeah, he. Uh, so Håkan Samuelsson came in. He has a ton of experience. He's Swedish. He's able to, to maneuver in all kinds of different situations. He worked for Scania. He worked in Germany. Um, he came in and he did a phenomenal job. He took the company from the you know, 300,000, 350,000 cars and almost got to the goal of 800,000 cars. Um, they've been able to do an amazing job of, of bringing out new cars and also bringing out electric cars, hybrid uh, plug-in hybrids, but just before they were going to be, uh, they were going to have their IPO, the board, the, the Volvo board said, well, we now have the search on for replacement for Hokan Samuelson. Now his, his contract had just been renewed to the end of, of 2022, and he's taking them into the IPO. And for some reason, the board thought this was a good idea. So that there's, we, people will know that there will be some sort of of continuity when Hokan Samuelson finally does leave. And the, the, everybody went wild and said, hey, look, forget your IPO. Because if, you know, if you don't have a CEO who can, who can continue to do what Hokan Samuelson is doing, forget it. We're not going to invest in you. And there were a couple of other poodles that they, or puddles that they laid. In any case, Hokan came in and he said, I'm, I'm here to the end of 22. You know, by contract ends, that's when I'm leaving. And so you can depend on me until January, whatever it was, January 6th. And he said, that the, the board announced, now we have the new CEO. He's some guy that used to work for a couple of companies. I don't know, Black, Blackberry. And, and uh, he worked for the Dyson, the, the company that I wrote about, Dyson coming in, trying to come into the electric car business that came in and put his foot down you know, in the puddle and then said, that's, boy, that's wet. Then <laughs> they got out of it very quickly. So I don't know what Jim Rowan is going to be able to do, if he's going to be able to manage up as, uh, as Hoken has done. But uh, the, good, the good news for Volvo is that it has made the IPO and it's watered down the, the uh, ownership of Geely. Um, so it's, it's, it's a bit safer as a, as a company that's going to be able to do what it should be doing as opposed to trying to do what uh, Julie thinks it should be doing, but uh, you you can tell uh, I've I've got a I've got an attitude here, and and it's you know it comes from having worked for Volvo as an employee, having been a consultant to Volvo for over twenty years after I was an employee, and having lots of folks still in Volvo who were, who were you know doing a terrific job to 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 keep that company both independent and moving forward. So I wish him lots of luck, but uh, I don't. The, the non-Swedes have not done well at, at, the, at the helm of Volvo cars. And there's a reason, there's a really good reason for it. That would take another hour. Uh, we shan't ask, uh, we can imagine. <laughs> and as far as well, Dyson's you know, concerned, yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. Yeah. They, they decided they couldn't clean up in the car business. But no, that's, exactly. That's that's a, yeah. <laughs> no no pun, in, pun intended and taken. That's, <laughs> a couple of headlines we want to get to from the Smart Driving Cars uh, newsletter uh, from Andrew Hawkins at The Verge. The self-driving car industry is abandoning the term self-driving and leaving it to Tesla. The AV industry's top lobbying group in Washington has changed its name from the Self-Driving Coalition for Safer Streets to the Autonomous Vehicle Industry Association. Alan? Wow. I mean, I just, again, using this word autonomous. Oh, we were talking what, about the, what, the mix what, up what, in, the, in, the, in the terms what, here. What, what the is, what, what, I mean, come on. What, what the, they, they're selling bling? 
they sell in Silicon Valley smoke and mirrors, or are they trying to sell some mobility that's going to be a value to the society that Michael was talking about? Okay. I mean, that whole industry, really? It's about the LIDAR, SMIDARs, and WIDARs, and, and gigahertzies, as opposed to moving some packages and moving some people more efficiently and better for society and more equitably and, and so on. Come on, what the hell are you lobbying for? Sorry, I, never mind. It's about mobility. Meanwhile, Elon Musk said during this week's Q4 earnings call that he's extremely confident the company's full self-driving suite will be finished by the end of this year. Uh, the earnings, by the way, during the quarter beat Wall Street expectations, but Musk still is warning about supply chain issues. Yeah, whatever. I mean, he's using an excuse and it's whatever you hear. And it's, look, at least at least they're profitable. However, you know, they're they're doing whatever on the books to show profit. So I, I, I think that that's I think that's good. And there's an article about how efficient they are in building cars. And I think that's all good, although maybe easier to build an EV than it is something else. So I think that's all good. Those are all positive things. It's it, the, the shame to me, the real shame of Tesla is they could they could back off on the hype become more and more serious about what they have and don't have about the challenges of really doing stuff and 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 uh, be a, a little bit more um, I guess let's call it honest about this and I think that they would do a heck of a lot better my goodness if you look at who's actually selling EVs you know they're in the US it's essentially them I mean, they have a, the, the lion's share of the market. The others are like, I mean, you know, they're Johnny-come-latelys. And, and it's, it's kind of a shame that, that, that it's still in this sort of Silicon Valley hype and, and you know. You're talking uh, about using the name full self-driving to some extent. Well, I mean, hey, we, we use... The, we use the term not with full on in front of it. Why not self-driving so that it drives itself some of the time? Okay, so I can take my hands off the wheel for some of the time. And I can take my hand, my, it's, it's more important that I have my foot next to the brake as opposed to my hand on the wheel. I think nobody says, hey, keep, keep your foot on the brake. And, and, you know, if you look at intelligent cruise control, it's, about, it's, it's all about your feet. Look about what works well in these things. To me, that's what works well. That's what makes driving at least a little bit um, tolerable. And I don't go uh, running up somebody's behind because I, I didn't hit the brake. It does it for me. I mean, to me, the, those are, those are the, the, the valuable but that's my perspective on this thing. But to think that it's going to go out and do the whole damn thing and so on that I can hop in the back seat. Tesla is never going to sell me a car in which this, the, the fine print says, hey, Alan, you can hop in the back seat. You're good. Okay. Neither will GM, neither will Mercedes, neither will Ford, neither will whatever, because if they put that in the fine print, then if the thing happens that happened in California, guess who's responsible? I think, I mean, I, I would suspect any jury would say, huh, of course, Elon, you're responsible. Who? When's he going to tweet that? I'm responsible for anything bad that happens with my car. Trust me. I got you covered. Waiting to hear for that one. What do you think, Michael? Well, Volvo, Volvo has said... The, exactly that you know when we when we tell you we've got a car that you can sit there and not keep your hands on the wheel then we're going to be responsible they've said that elon musk has not he that, hasn't that, said that right? but volvo has said is when exactly not we it's not hey no. now it, no. we're gonna Hey, yes, talk exactly. to me about the gunners. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to, Hey, I'm going to do a lot of things, you know, I'm going to become rich. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm not but in the, in the dispatcher, I, I, mean, I take yeah. on the, I take yeah. on the term 
and try to to parse the term full self-driving. What does the word full mean? Oh, no, depends, no, full, no, 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 it's no, got no chance. It depends on the language. In Swedish, it means drunk. <laughs> Oh, I, yeah, yeah, that's right. All right, so you got to, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, so gotta, yeah, so, yeah, 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 no. At some point, I come back, the brick comes touché, through the window. Touche, touche, exactly. no. touche, yeah, no, His no. what If you take, if you parse the whole, the whole term, full self-driving, it means perfect travel by a motorized vehicle by itself. That's, <laughs> that's what they're saying they have. Perfect travel by a motorized vehicle by itself. And it's they don't have that. It's Silicon Valley speak. Exactly. Okay, and, and we got to stop that because most of that has been for the purpose of a flip, not to create a, a, a something that in fact has substance and, and delivers uh, consumer and, and social value. Yep. It's to exactly. flip it, not to deliver. Okay, at least my, my view, but you know, and so cut it out. We're tired of, we're tired of it in New Jersey. I'll speak for New Jersey. We're tired of it. That's We're tired of it. It's strangeness sweet as well. <laughs> Alan, you comment on a report that says sales of EVs jumped 83% last year in the U.S. to just about 435,000, but we're still just 3% of the market overall. And you were surprised at that number. Yeah, I don't know. I tripped over it. Then I tried to find things. And then you go and Google and you can't even get a straight answer. And I, I just got tired. I mean, you hear Elon saying he's, he sold a, a million or close it to is, a million. Yeah, and, and really, really more than 50 percent of those were were in Europe and, and non-U.S. Maybe. I don't no, know. Mostly, that, 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 mostly, mostly China. Uh, but so, maybe so sold them mostly China. I don't know. Most, maybe okay. about half of yeah. those are in All the right. United States. So, the other you. half are mostly in China, and then and then you then you go to Norway and Sweden and a few and a pl- few other places. Sure. So if you do that, you're out of a million. You're still four hundred thousand. There's four hundred thousand here. Four hundred thousand Tesla looks like they have a hundred percent of the market. They don't. They have like you know. If you finally find it, it's like sixty percent or sixty-five percent or whatever. I think it's actually is. more. But but even yeah, what, so, whatever. Even yeah. so, I I just yeah. that was a frustration thing that I had. That I you know I, I I get too frustrated when I read some of this stuff and I just threw that one in there. Go ahead, Fred. <laughs> From a LinkedIn post by Waymo co-CEO Dmitry Dolgov in 2021, it says, we ramped up testing in San Francisco, driving a total of 2.7 million auto miles. Uh, the volume and quality of this data has been key for training and evaluating our fifth generation Waymo driver and ensuring safe operations in San Francisco. So he, this post at least didn't even mention Arizona. <laughs> Didn't mention Arizona, didn't mention, you know, coming to Jersey or to Trenton or, you know, going where it's actually valuable. I I mean, can they really be still in the testing mode of a business? I mean, does does Alphabet have that deep a pocket? I guess they do. Or is this problem so darn tough that that not even that can solve it, can do it. I mean, when do you build a business out of this? I mean, what are they funded by the National Science Foundation? They're funded okay. by something that's bigger than the National Science Foundation. It's <laughs> no, called Alphabet. No, I understand that, but you know, you would you would hope that that something funded by Alphabet is doing it to be to be able to deliver to deliver social value, societal value. Not just, uh, you know, do another thing that might, that's gonna, when it's gonna do a, and apparently, you know, it, I would have been more impressed if he would have said, oh my goodness, our growth in Chandler, in number of customers using this on a daily basis has gone up to two percent. And this is really providing mobility to folks and a value to, the, to, to our society. No, we're going to start moving lunches so that you can just order up and have your lunch delivered. <laughs> Cut it out. I mean, you know, you should be embarrassed after spending all that money, doing all that testing, doing all that stuff, that, that you haven't even found a market to start it. Where you well, can say, I am delivering societal, social, val- some value proposition. Yep. 
giving somebody some mobility that's better than other things that they have. Not that if I put it in my, my, my mode split model that is, of course, has AI and do 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 da, da you know, has a probability that anybody takes this to be do do do, you know, 10 to the minus 38. Of course, I'm exaggerating. Embarrass here, folks, them you know. enough so that they get their, their cars into Trenton. I'm starting trying. In, starting in May. Well, we, I mean, we, we've got to yeah, do more. I'm trying. We've got to do I'm more try. to embarrass they, they pay, them. They, they pay no attention to us. Yeah. Okay. And, and you, that tells me something. That tells you, me something. Okay. Can't you get Kraftchik? Is that's uh, the former CEO? I mean, is I guess he's got a non-competitor. He can't he talk. Probably he probably has. He can't talk. He's not going to say. Yeah. I don't know that. Look, they well, don't even we, have. We, their, we would love their, for Waymo their... to come on with us and discuss this. Yes, so let's exactly. We, we've invited them, and they yeah. said, "Whoa, we don't do that." I even went as as in. The, I went to the on the Society of Automotive Engineers podcast this past week. I mean, can you imagine? That, you know. In the lines, then I mean, <laughs> and I had a great time with Grayson. So we, we did a, a, a great podcast. I mm -hmm. think whatever. How many Anyways. levels did you talk about? Never mind. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> no, we we no, we had a good discussion. I mean, it, look. Well, look, on the subject of the societal value, Alan, we we do want to remind people who just uh, mentioned it in passing that uh, the next summit is in the planning stages coming up this spring. This, Smart yeah. driving car summit. We're go we're going to do it. We're going to have it. We're going to make it happen. If it, somebody shows up, great. If nobody shows up, then I guess we'll sit there and twiddle our thumbs, and the three of us will sit there and whatever. It's fine. I guess you know if 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 the folks who are there in this business are in to flip it, then you know don't come. All right. We don't want a mechanism for you to flip it to somebody else who's going to have to carry it and try to make some societal value out of this. We're trying to deliver finally some value out of this. It's not a you know something that we're going to stick up on the on the shelf and be you know hey this is another one of the publications but uh, here here we go we got another one of these. No. Okay, this is finally to do something and damn it you know. Who's doing it? Waymo a little bit in chamber. I guess have to give them credit for that because nowhere else, in the, as, far, as far as I can tell, in the world. I mean, so stuff coming out of out of China. I mean, you, you can't tell whether or not it's real, imaginary, smoke and mirrors, whatever. I'm sorry. I I hope they are. They have a large society, 1.4 billion people that they should be trying to deliver some value to. Hopefully that's what they're doing. Again, that's coming up in May and there's more info on the website, on the CARTS website as well, right now? Right. Anyway, so if you want to, if you want to come help out, try to try to make it happen to actually deliver some societal value. We think, we think that there's societal value. I finally was able to convince Michael that there might be some societal value. It wasn't easy, but I think that, you know, we may have found some. Um, I think no, there it, is, there, there's an enormous amount of societal value in the automated driving assistance stuff that is coming out in the cars. And I take my hat off to, to, the, to the OEMs for putting that in there and doing that irrespective of what the hell they happen to call it. I happen to think that what Tesla's done, it has made the car safer, better, easier to drive. The folks that I know don't abuse it and seem to like it whatever um it's just a shame it's darn shame that from the top it's not being promoted what i think is correctly okay yeah we want to thank you michael for taking the time with us again always terrific and uh <laughs> uh, so it's it. always my pleasure and I, I, I never know when we start i never know where we're gonna where we're gonna go today uh, but I always know it's that autonomous. It's, it's an autonomous. <laughs> it's yeah. I mean, you know, uh, talk about you know, you need a worldview to be a, autonomous. I mean, not what else controls you, but one's worldview. One has to worry about the extent of our worldview. But yeah, I guess we do have a worldview. Yes. The website is michaellsena s e n a dot com. Thank you to our sponsor, the Smart ETFs, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF. The ticker symbol for the ETF is MOTO. 
More information is available at MOTOETF.com. Technical support is provided by CARTS, the Corporation for Automated Road Transportation Safety, a 501c3 corporation. You can find us at smartdrivingcar.com, on Anchor FM, Spotify, TuneIn, Amazon, Apple, Google. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. You can ask your smart speaker to play us too. You can find my tech reports at textination.com. I'm Fred Fishkin along with Alan Kornhauser. Thank you for listening or watching and continue to stay safe. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Fred. Thank you. Thank you, Fred. Thank you.